Thanks for tuning in to the Archive, brought to you by the Mail Tribune. I'm Alyssa Corman, and I'll be sharing the news with you from 100 years ago in the splendid city of Medford and Jackson County at large in 1918. Today, I'll tell you about how the government is cracking down on disloyalty and calling the Boy Scouts into patriotic duty. A new labor law is in the works. Local authorities are on the trail of crafty booze hounds, and Washington sends us a word of warning about a vicious swindle. So stay tuned for all of this and a whole lot more. Remember our good old friend Mr. Westerland, which I told you about last week? Well, John A. Westerland, who has been taking treatment in Portland for the past two weeks, and who got so homesick and seized with a longing for hard work that he could stand it no longer, arrived home today, toothless, happy, and, as he expressed it, feeling like a fighting cock. He will not return to Portland. While there is no doubt that the folks of Medford are a patriotic lot, it may be that the president's latest call will go unanswered. The outlook this noon was that no patriotic demonstration would be held in Medford tomorrow. Liberty Day, in accordance with President Wilson's proclamation, asking that every city, town, and hamlet of the country hold a special demonstration in the afternoon. Neither the Liberty Loan Executive Committee nor Chairman Boggs of the Local Speakers Committee had made any arrangements for a celebration, and each seemed to think that it was up to the other to do so. A quick word to those who make frequent travels. The county road from Hilt to the highway has been given a hard surface during the winter and is now a close rival to the highway in smooth surface. This road was completed last June, filling a general demand for a good road connecting Hilt with the highway. The long and dangerous road around Baldy Hill has thus been eliminated. Your country demands your loyalty. Our boys over there are counting on your patriotism and the government will not stand for slackers. A report has come in from Washington that there have been 30,900 convictions in the past year for disloyalty. Refuting charges that the Department of Justice had not been active in combating enemy propaganda within the United States, the department today reported that at least 30,900 convictions had been obtained during the last year under whole inadequate federal laws against sabotage, disloyal utterances, and other forms of interference in the war. These figures were gathered from partial reports of United States attorneys and actually represent only a small part of the department's work of policing the country, it was said. On charges of interfering with the operations of the draft, 3,465 persons have been convicted or have pleaded guilty, and 181 have been acquitted. Under the Espionage Act, which has been stretched to cover many varying cases of disloyalty, there have been 226 convictions and 17 acquittals. 
Under general war statutes, 228 have been convicted and 89 acquitted. 23 persons have been found guilty of making threats against the president and 10 have been acquitted on this charge. We have just received this important news bulletin straight from the War Department in Washington, sent from R.H. Van Demmen, Colonel General Staff, Chief of Military Intelligence, Executive Division. It is believed that publicity should be given to the following described swindle, which is being perpetrated successfully upon the parents of soldiers in various camps. A telegram is sent informing that the soldier has a furlough and requesting funds by wire to come home, waiving identification. The rest is a mere matter of detail. Parents and friends should be warned of this game, and of the similar one where the telegraphic request is to mail money to the soldier, care of general delivery. Those in the city should also be advised that haircuts in Medford now cost 40 cents. The advanced price having gone into effect today. It is reported that if the cost of barbershop materials keeps on increasing, the local barbers will soon raise the price of shaves to 60 cents and other features pertaining to their business will also increase. A long military train of 13 coaches bearing many California drafted men to Camp Lewis passed through the city this forenoon and made a stop of 25 minutes at the depot, during which the young men had lots of fun and made much noise. Their cars were decorated with the usual chalk comments on the war and what they were going to do with the Kaiser. On the outside of one car was drawn a picture of a large glass of beer and beside it the following comment, just for memory's sake. More military trains will pass through today and tomorrow. It is up to everyone to do their bit. Even our younger boys are expected to do what they can, as the President calls Boy Scouts to patriotic work. In an official message, the President of the United States again calls on the Boy Scouts for cooperation with the Treasury Department for securing subscriptions for the third Liberty Loan. The President says, the patriotic and effective service of the Boy Scouts is a splendid testimonial to the value of organized boyhood in helping our country win the war. It is my earnest wish that every troop of Boy Scouts and every Scout and every Scout official take part in your war service. Both Colonel Roosevelt and President Wilson have said that the Scouts are next in importance to the enlisted men. They are playing a most effective part among the various nations. In keeping with the request of the President, the Boy Scouts of this city will begin at once an active campaign for Liberty Bonds. As in the two previous campaigns, it is planned to have the Scouts serve as cleaners in a house-to-house -house campaign throughout the city, following after the Reapers, who have had the first opportunity to reach people. It is expected that these official representatives of the Treasury Department will be accorded a courteous and kindly reception by the people to whom they come. This is not a contest. It is no boy's play. 
these organized youth are performing but a serious duty to which they are officially called by the chief executive of the nation. Help the scouts who are thus patriotically endeavoring to heed the call for service. Real patriotism means doing, for let us not forget they are dying over there for us. Buy a Liberty Bond today and help to crush the ruthless monster of Prussian militarism. It is either bonds or bondage. Which do you say? This is no time for sidestepping. This is a call for patriotic cooperation from every man, woman, and child in the country. Receive the Scouts and buy bonds. An unknown miscreant during last Friday night opened the faucets of the large storage oil tanks at the Klamath Orchard and the Marshall Orchard at the south end of Oakdale. At the latter orchard, 1,500 gallons of smudge oil flowed away, and the loss at the Klamath Orchard was 1,600 gallons. The orchardists are now keeping guard at their tanks nightly. As long as we're on about the unprincipled among us, the government asked for a compulsory labor law to be put into place in Medford. O.K. Baldwin, assistant farm health specialist of the Department of Agriculture, spent Tuesday in Medford looking over the farm labor situation, which he states is better here than in most sections of the country. The government, states Mr. Baldwin, asks every city, town, and village in the United States to pass an anti-loafing and compulsory labor law, whereby the town idlers will be compelled to work, either for individuals or for the county or municipality. Mayor Gates has assured me that Medford will soon have such a law in operation. The mayor of Ashland has also promised a similar one, and the other towns are expected to follow suit. Practically all cities of Oregon will make the loafer earn his keep. The labor situation is better here than in many parts of the country. The women are organizing as well as the boys to help in the orchards. Later in the season, the government will open a notice here to help the farmer and orchardist solve the labor problem. Bootleggers may be headed for a harder track trying to sneak liquor in from California. State police are to begin patrol of the Siskiyous hunting for booze. District Attorney George M. Roberts has returned from a meeting of district attorneys of the state with Attorney General Brown, at which plans were made to clamp the lid on the bootleggers. Liquor has been coming into the state in such quantities that the district attorneys considered it time to prepare to take drastic steps to put a stop in the illegal traffic. Two principal avenues for smuggling in of liquor from California, the Southern Pacific Railroad and the Pacific Highway, according to arrangements made, are to be policed. Governor Withycombe assured the district attorneys that he would use a portion of the state police to patrol the Pacific Highway near the California line and endeavor to stop the bringing in of liquor over the highway. He gave Major Deke orders to this effect. The district attorneys present pledged their counties to cooperate in bearing the expense of putting police officers on all the Southern Pacific passenger trains coming into the state from California 
While these officers will be paid by the counties, the railroad company will be asked to cooperate by placing them in their employ, perhaps at $1 a year, so they will be clothed with the authority which the state laws give railroad employees. A committee composed of Gilbert Hedges, Walter H. Evans, Attorney General Brown, and United States Attorney B.E. Haney was appointed to obtain the cooperation of the railroad company in this matter, and also to obtain the cooperation of the Federal Railroad Administration. Well, folks, that's all I've got for you this week. Thanks for listening. Remember, these news stories have been brought to you by the Mail Tribune, a weekly series featuring news items that were drawn from the archives of the Mail Tribune from 100 years ago. You can find more stories like this in the MT100 column in the newspaper or online at mailtribune.com. And be sure to follow us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and YouTube. If you like this podcast or have something you'd like to share with me, please let me know in the comments or on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Have a swell day and check back next week for more stories from the archive.